You are Locked On Cubs, your daily Chicago Cubs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Cubs fans, and welcome to Locked On Cubs. I'm your host, Joe Kilgallen. You can follow me on Twitter at Joe Kilgallen. Also give this great podcast a follow as well. That is simply at Locked On Cubs. All right, real quick, sorry for the episode yesterday. The sound quality was not where it should have been. I did not click. <laughs> I didn't turn the microphone on. That was a problem. So you're getting the my uh, voice off my computer mic. So apologies there, everybody. Now that that's out of the way, so for those of you who don't know, this will be my final episode as the host of the Lockdown Cubs podcast. It has been a great, great experience for me. And I thank each and every one of you who have listened to all the loyal listeners out there. You guys are the best. You are what has made the decision to step down a very, very difficult one. Very difficult one. We'll talk about the Cubs' thrilling uh, walk-off victory that happened yesterday at Wrigley Field at the hands of the Pittsburgh Pirates. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about some other fun Cubs stuff. Uh, you know, just some stuff to look forward to next year and you know, some what does it mean to be a Cubs fan talk and, and you know, some things like that. Maybe a wee bit sentimental, but not too sentimental. After all, I've only been the host of this podcast since May 17th. That was my very first episode. So I, I went most of 2021 season. And, you know, I'll, I'll give you guys a little bit more of an explanation of uh, of why I'm stepping back. Although I did say that on Tuesday's episode, there are no hard feelings. I, I hope, I very much hope and encourage you to continue to follow the Lockdown Cubs podcast because I know they're going to find someone great. To They found me. They obviously have an eye for talent or an ear for it, however you want to view it, since it is the audio world. This is, episode is brought to you by Spotify Greenroom, everybody. Download the Spotify Greenroom app and find one of our Lockdown rooms. Make sure you check that out. Well, the Chicago Cubs were victorious yesterday by a score of... What was the final score? I watched the game on, uh, I was actually listening to the game. By the way, Pat Hughes does not get enough credit for how good he is at his job. Pat Hughes and Ron Coomer. I know the television broadcast has been kind of shuffling things around a bit between, you know, you'll have Dempster in there and Boog Shiam. And I love Demp, by the way. Demp's my guy, so clearly biased there. But Boog would disappear for a stretch. But I feel like even Boog Shiambi is finally finding his groove. Now, I know a lot of Cubs fans were very upset when Len Casper stepped down and I understand that. And there were some of them, I've seen some criticism out there of Boog and JD and their chemistry, but I have to remind people chemistry takes some time. When Len Casper first took over as the Cubs announcer back in 2005, I remember it very vividly. I was 20 years old and you know, I was just as obsessed with the Cubs then as I am now. People weren't thrilled. A lot. I know a lot of people who did not like him. They thought he had kind of like a Kermit the Frog sound to his voice on his home run call. Because he'd be like, oh, what a hear. Like he kind of had like the, you know, Miss Piggy, that ball was hit. Oh, what a hear. Like he had a little bit of that. Um, but then he really came into his own, I'd say the 2007 season. So it took him a couple seasons. 05, 06. I thought he was a smart baseball guy. And I, I was warming up to him. But again, a lot of it takes, takes some time. You know, whenever there's a new host of some show, whoever ends up being the new host of Jeopardy, everyone, do not compare them to Alex Trebek right, right away. That's not fair. There'll never be another Trebek. But whoever the new host ends up being could be someone great. Same with whoever takes over Lockdown Cubs. 
I'm sure there were some loyal listeners of Sean and Ryan, two great dudes who uh, brought the podcast up to when I took it over. And they were like, this Joe Kilgallen guy, who, who's this guy? Who, who's this silly son of a gun? You know, you, maybe you, you weren't into my shtick. I get it. I'm not for everybody. But then after some time, hopefully you warmed up to me a little bit and you were like, all right, I get it. This guy cares. He's a diehard Cubs fan. You know, but he also likes to keep it fun because it's baseball and there's 162 games. And if you can't find fun in that, then you know what? The library is open. The library is open and read yourself a baseball book. That's what you should do. So I got to dig up the box score here. I went to go grab my phone and it died immediately, which is embarrassing. Isn't it embarrassing? Have you guys had that lately? Have your phone die on you? I don't know what it is, especially as a father of two. You know, I'm a father of two. I'm in my mid thirties now. I should charge my phone. Having your phone, it's just, you know, if I were a single man, imagine being a single man or a woman or whatever, you know, imagine being single, you're on a date and your date's phone dies. You'd be like, I can't, I can't have a child with you. I can't raise a family with a person who doesn't charge their phone. I'm glad my wife hasn't seen this. Had she known me, she might take the kids and leave. All right, I'm kidding around, of course. Here was the Cubs game. It was... Uh, Dylan Moran starts off for the, it was, yeah, no, Colin Moran. I'm sorry. Dylan Moran's a comedian, a very funny comedian. And, uh, but Colin Moran is a Cubs murderer. This guy, he's a solid, he's like the best player on the pirates. He's very good. He's got 284 average, 773 OPS. Like that's, that's a little above league average, but he's a good solid player plays first base for them. I think he could play the corner outfield spots too. And this dude's got a big, ugly red beard. And I can say that as someone who, when my beard gets a little too long, it is an ugly red beard. And, you know, I don't know if you guys are like this with your ethnicities and your ethnic background, but whenever an Irish person hurts the Cubs, I think, what are you doing, man? Don't be doing that. We're supposed to be like, uh, we're we're like, we're like cousins in a sense, right? We're, we're, we're countrymen, although we're probably both fourth generation Irish American. I'm actually second and a half generation. You guys could figure that out. He hits a three-run shot in the first inning, and Keegan Thompson does not last long. Keegan Thompson, again, and I, I warned people about this with Justin Steele, these pitchers, these young, young pitchers like Steele and Thompson, give them some time. Thompson looked amazing out of the pen. As a starter, he has struggled. This is two short outings in a row, in which he's gone less than two innings last week against the White Sox, and now here he is doing it against the Pirates. So, yeah, it's something to be frustrated about. And But, again, you know, success isn't – it goes both ways. Would you rather have him come up and dominate? Sure. It might make you feel more confident going into the off season, but then if he has a bad April, you're thinking, Oh, it was just smoking mirrors last year. Let him figure it out. I'm not going to be too high when they pitch great. Like Steele did last, uh, his last start or too low. Like Thompson, you know, if it becomes a, a trend, then you start to worry. Even so, I think they need to prepare themselves for some starting pitching depth going into the off season. All right, Schwinn, let's go over our box score, though. Well, here's where the game got exciting, I should say. We were down 3 nothing going to the bottom of the seventh. WWE wrestler, the big show, Paul White, once known as the giant in WCW back in the WCW NWO glory days, he's seeing seventh thing stretch. Does a great job. He seems like a big, big, fun guy. Gentle giant. The guy's about seven feet tall, 400 pounds. Like, you know, just anyone who's ever come across him says, yeah, he's a good dude. And then the rally began. We get a couple guys on base right away. And then Rafael Ortega hits a three-run bomb, bringing his batting average up to 293 OPS, up to 830. He goes two for five on the day. That was huge. Ties the game at three. Then Schwindel gets on because that's what Frank Schwindel does. He was one for five on the day with a walk. And then Ian Happ. Ian Happ goes two for six. 
He hits a two-run homer to give the Cubs a 5-3 lead. We're thinking, great, right? Clean eighth inning from both sides. No runs come across. Then the Pittsburgh Pirates score two in the ninth inning. Rowan Wick, who I was just gushing about how great it is to have him back, just did not have it. Real shaky performance. He blows the save. Manny Rodriguez, he does he does great in extras, and then so does Cody Hoyer. I was thinking, and again, it's, it was one bad outing from Wick, but Wick, Rodriguez, Manrod, and Cody Hoyer, who we got in the Kimbrel deal, those three I've got penciled in to the bullpen next year. The rest is kind of like a wait and see what happens. Efros looked good in his two innings, and then Samson did too, but Samson's a guy where he's actually looked pretty well overall. You know, he's got a 1.59 ERA. It's a really small sample size, but he did strike out four and three and a third. So, I mean, there's enough arms where they can mix and match and play around, maybe sign another vet setup guy for the pen, and then, and then you get yourself a solid bullpen on the cheap too, which means you'll have money for two more starters and money for two hitters. They have money for everything. It's whether or not they choose. Phil Rogers. Oh, here's how we walked it off, though, by the way. Ian Happ, it's an infield pop-up, and the second baseman just couldn't track it. He went too far over to first. I don't know if the wind gave it a push, and it landed pretty comically. And I loved it. And a lot of people were like, oh, what a sloppy walk-off. No, I thought that was fun because that's, like, hilarious. In the stands, you're laughing because then when the ball drops, you go, like, go, 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 right? You start to do that. As soon as there's an area, you're like, come on, come on, come on. Like, you get a, like, yeah, you start high-fiving. That's way more enjoyable. I'll tell you my least favorite type of walk-off win. And that is the walk-off walk. The walk-off walk is kind of, I mean, if it's a grinding it out, fouling off pitches, three, two count, and then you get that base loaded walk to, to win the game, I guess it's kind of fun. But here's why I don't like the walk-off walk. The players don't know how to celebrate. You ever see the players come out to celebrate the walk-off walk? Guess what they do? They walk out. They kind of stroll a little bit. They, they pump their fists a little, they're high five, and they might bounce to their step a little bit, but they don't come running, charging out. Not only that, but they don't really know who to celebrate with. The guy coming in from third steps on third, and you're like, all right, yeah, what do you get on base, which created the RBI opportunity, then the walk, awesome. And they don't, it's just not as thrilling for anyone involved. A hit by pitch, at least when it happens, it's so quick that the batter could kind of flip the bat towards his dog and be like, yeah, let's go. And then there's a little bit of something, you know, but. An air, an air is funny. We there was highlights of this going around today, this morning on Twitter. Everyone, you should be listening to this just before the Cubs game. I'm aiming to have this up by 12:30 lunchtime. Cubs start at 1:20. Second game of the four-game set, in which uh, Matt Caesar, I believe this was 2015 or 2016 season, hit a fly ball, and Plasto Polanco just got his cleat stuck weird, and he just kind of tripped over and fell, and then the ball landed right next to him. That was awesome. It was hilarious. It was. It's a blooper for for the end of time, right? Those walk offs I can kind of get on board with. Uh, what's his name? Phil Rogers. I almost said Kenny Rogers. <laughs> Phil, yeah, Kenny Rogers, the gambler. Everybody. Phil Rogers. He had some interesting comments the other day on the radio. I'll be talking about that, and then uh, going over some other Cubs stuff going in the future. Manager David Ross and President of Baseball Operations Jed Hoyer have both tested positive for COVID. They are both vaccinated, so they should be fine. Just throwing that out there as a bit of news. This episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Ask any Built Bar fan, and they'll rave about all the different delicious flavors they have. They've got so much to choose from. They've got coconut. They've got raspberry, mint, brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, and German chocolate. 
So what's your favorite flavor, right? I'm a big fan of the mint brownie. That's one. Of, I, double chocolate's pretty good, but the mint brownie, mm, fantastic. And not only that, not only are these Built Bar flavors incredibly tasty, they're healthy too. 17 to 18 grams of protein. Calories range from 130 to 180 and only four to five grams of sugar. Damn, that's awesome. And get this, only four to five grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team, so you know they're legit. Here's the offer. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your order at BuiltBar.com. Okay, Cubs fans, this is what Phil Rogers had to say. Phil Rogers covers the Cubs. He was with the Tribune for a while. He still might be there. White-haired guy used to go on. Pardon the interruption here or there. I've never been the biggest fan of his. He's kind of uh, uh, a little bit old school. And I don't, you know, I don't always mean that in a negative. I think some people use old school negative. There are old school qualities that are still great, just a reminder. But I mean it in the sense that his criticisms are often like, uh, do, do you not keep up with things anymore? You know, I was watching a rerun of the show Scrubs, and they had Dick Van Dyke playing. Well, Scrubs is off the other. They're all reruns. Uh, he was playing a doctor, and the, the theme of that episode was how he was an older doctor who wasn't keeping up with the latest advancements in medical technology, and he was using, like, outdated procedures. And then a fellow doctor his age was like, hey, you got to step it up. He's like, oh, you can't teach old dogs like us new tricks. He's like, no, I go to medical conferences like every weekend. I'm always, I'm on the cutting edge. You, you got to in this game. That's why I feel like with you're a sports writer, if you're a sports writer and you're just like dismiss, like I can't think of any specific examples, but there's been times where he's like, yeah, I mean, here's a specific example. He said that Addison Russell was a better defensive shortstop than Javi Baez. And at times I thought maybe that was the case, but it was clear that it wasn't. And his whole thing was that when Addison Russell was, like out with DV, you know, domestic violence dispute. He also kind of like swept that under the rug. Like it wasn't the big deal that it was. And it is a big deal, of course, but he was wrong. Like he made it seem like Javi just is nowhere near the defensive shortstop. as Russell is, and other metrics have totally proven that to be wrong, that Javi was better and had more range and a stronger arm and all that. You know, I think about that double play that was turned to clinch the national league pennant against the Dodgers. Chapman's on the mound, Puig's up. Hits the chopper over to Russell. Russell flips it to Javi. Javi turns. He, he, I mean, one of the quickest turns you've ever seen catching the ball from the shortstop, firing it over to Rizzo at first to nab him. And it was a bang, bang play. I'm almost, I wonder if the Dodgers were like any other game, maybe we challenge that call, but let the Cubs have this. They're up five to nothing after all. And he probably is out. It was close though. It always looked closer to me. And I was surprised I never got to see a slow-mo replay of Puig and, you know, we all celebrated. We went nuts. We were to the World Series for the first time since 1945. It's great. But I remember thinking to myself, like, thank God we had Javi there because Zobris was at second for that play. Now, Ben Zobris, by this point, was playing left field mostly, although he had made the All-Star team in 2016 as a second baseman and had gone back to second base once Russell became an obvious piece of garbage, is that Zobris doesn't turn a double play like Javi. And I don't know if Addison Russell at second would have turned that, you know, if, if it was the reverse where – Javi was flicking it to Russell at short, sliding over. I just wouldn't have seen that happening. So there's some of the Phil Rogers takes. But he, I'm mentioning all this so you can question his credibility a little bit. He says he's heard that the Ricketts family does not plan to spend for another three or four years. Does not say a specific reason why, but he thinks they could just keep milking it. That's what he believes. And he's saying this on the radio. There's audio for it. It was shared from to me on TikTok and Twitter. And it's disheartening to hear. That's really disheartening to hear. And I don't know how the Ricketts 
could there's I mean it's just bad business. They they announced attendance yesterday was like twenty six thousand, looked way less than that. The thing with the Cubs is they've got a strong season ticket holder base of about twenty two to twenty four thousand. So that's those paid attendance paid attendance will always be announced. I've turned down several free pairs of Cubs tickets, a lot of which because I was busy with some stuff, and some of which I'm you know I really do think, and it pains me to say this. I say, you know, I, I quote my guy, Dom, uh, Dom, the director of morale, Dom underscore Frederick, great follow on Twitter. He likes to end his tweets with saying not leaving. And as a Cubs fan, I'm not leaving either. I will bleed Cubby blue as long as I walk this planet. But I don't have to be going either. You know what I'm saying with that? I listened to the game on the radio yesterday because I don't have marquee app isn't on Hulu live anymore or marquee channel. And I then download the marquee sports app. So I was watching the games live, although it's three second delay or 10 second delay sometimes because my phone would notify me like, you know, uh, Patrick wisdom two run Homer. And I'm like, what? And I look up and then the home run happens and it takes the excitement out of the game for you a little bit. So I'd throw my phone across the room. Sometimes I was watching Cubs game. So I wouldn't get the moment ruined. You might be thinking, why not just turn off your notifications, Joe? Well, because I forget to turn them back on. And then if I'm out in the world, I don't get notified that like something awesome just happened. So that's why I think I just explained myself pretty well. But my password got logged off. You ever have those certain apps you get logged out and you're like, why did I just get logged out? And now I, I got to track down whoever borrowed me the password. That's right, Marquis, if you're listening, you're, you made it so difficult that people have to borrow passwords sometimes. I don't want to go back to Comcast. I used to have Comcast cable and they were very annoying. And I decided, no, I lived in LA from 2014 to 2017. I had Time Warner cable. They made Comcast look like great customer service wise. So we, we did the cut the cord thing and we've just been streaming Hulu live. And then I have all the other apps and it's great. I don't, I don't mind. I, get to, I still get live sports and all sorts of other on-demand programming. It's a beautiful thing. I just realized I have to read an ad for direct TV stream soon, which is their whole thing is like, we're better than Hulu live. So yeah, everyone direct TV stream is better than Hulu live. I'm going to switch over to them as soon as I read the ad a little bit later. How about that? But yeah, I'm not ready to go back to cable. Cable needs like a two-year contract and all that other stuff. It's just better to be able to like hassle-free. That's how I like it. So I mean to ramble about TV, but like, what are the Cubs doing? I, I want to believe that Phil Rogers is wrong. I want to believe the Cubs are going to show everybody up and go, no, we're taking this town back. Because his whole concern is that we're going to hand the keys over to the White Sox as far as the White Sox owning the city of Chicago. I don't see it. I don't see it. The, the White Sox won the World Series in 2005 and then didn't outdraw the Cubs in 2006. It's close, I think. Uh, very close. But it's been, they haven't outdrawn the, the Cubs since, like, what, the early 80s? It's been a long time. And even though this team is built, the White Sox team is built to compete for a while, like they, they got a good five- to seven-year window like the Cubs previously had, That it's a dangerous game. I, I don't know if I'll see it happening, but it's a dangerous game. You have all these investments around the ballpark, Ricketts. Nobody's going to go to your silly little bars that you own if the product on the field's bad. Trust me on that. I've got friends who manage bars all around Wrigley Field, and they'll t they can tell you a difference between a good Cubs team and a bad Cubs team. And that's why you're going to see high turnovers. I bet you see a few of those bars disappear. Not the ones that they own near, near the ballpark, but a couple down the street because their owners still charge the same rent. Go out there and sign Nick Castellanos. These will be my final pleas. I'll save it for, the, for right after these ads, but I'm going to do a couple final pleas that I beg of the Cubs organization Thanks some of you guys out there for listening. Um, Cause again, you guys have been amazing and I appreciate each and every one of you, but uh, I'll, I got to also talk about some of the good times too, right? Some of the highs and lows of 2021. We'll cover all that. This episode is brought to you by bet online. And as always, bet online is your number one spot for all the pro 
and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL super, supervisor uh, survivor contest open now at BetOnline. Head to the website or use your mobile device, that's called a cell phone, and sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. Who writes these copies? This is the last one I'll do of these, of course, so maybe that's why I'm deciding to crap on them a little bit. Every one of these, every one of these ads, are these all from European companies? Your mobile, on your computer, or your mobile device? No, it's a cell phone. We call it cell phone here in the States, all right? Anyway, sign up on your cell phone, and you get a 100% welcome bonus. Be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo, which if you make a bet on Thursday, September 9th season opener between the Bucks and Cowboys, if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and using promo code NFL100. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports, from football to boxing and all your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait. Take advantage of all the great offers available in 2021. BetOnline, your online sportsbook expert, promo code LOCKDOWN. Here we go. The number one thing, the thing I'll be switching to, direct TV stream, get your TV together. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your cell phone. See, they got it right. And you've got your neighbor's best friends logging for the good stuff, the dirty stuff. You know what I'm talking about, right? Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and remembering passwords and all that other kind of stuff, and the best part, there's no annual contract, so get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible devices required. Content varies by package. Okay, Cubs fans, first let me do something here. I'm going to log into the Twitter. I got to say some thanks to some uh, very great people out there. Um, well, that's just not – that's a complete lie. Uh, Cubs and Bears, 1685. Oh. Cubs and – sorry, I got a little loud in the mic there. Cubs and Bears, 1685, really appreciate you. Uh, Brandon M., Dr. Pocket Rocket, you've been amazing. Jamie Baker from Chicago Style Sports, good dude. Really appreciate it. Um, just a lot of good listeners out there. Uh, really good ones. Um, let's see. Uh, Greg Harvey. Uh, Caesar Ozuna. Uh, he's been a, f- a listener. Good guy right there. I feel like I'm going to miss a lot of names. Um, I don't want to do that, though. Let's see here. Go to some messages. Jack Stevens Buzz. Dom Costello. That's a cool name. Uh, Vista Blue. Sean Sneed. Let's see who else we got. Uh, Eric Ratzer, sorry, I'm pronouncing that wrong. Andrew Othament, uh, Trey Oberher, sorry, this is probably a bit boring for some listeners. Dingers of Chicago Cubs podcast, really appreciate you guys. Yeah, there's been some really, if I miss any names, I'm probably gonna, uh, Cubs Kelly, um, uh, let's see who else is out there. I don't want to miss any names, but I know I'm going to, um, uh, Jones, my guy, Michael Jones. Uh, my phone died, so I can't even look up the app off the other ones. Anyway, I'll, I'll like to make a big long tweet and tag anyone who I've missed. All right, so my plea to the Cubs, after going off what I was talking about the last segment, I'm putting this out in the universe again. I've been adamant about it. I want Nick Castellanos back. Funny thing is, Kyle Schwarber is now the second best offensive player on the free agent market. If you're going by pure offense, this upcoming free agent class, it goes 
Nick Castellanos, Kyle Schwarber, Freddie Freeman, Carlos Correa is kind of split with Chris Bryant. They're right around the same. And then you go, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of a, a jungle between a juggle, I should say, between like Story and Seeger. Marcus Simeon's actually having a massive year. Maybe I was only looking at National League numbers before I saw Marcus Simeon. He's way up there. I didn't really look at American League now that I think about it. But Castellanos, again, I made a great point about how he could play left field, right field, or DH. I know he's not the best in the outfield, but he's adequate. And if you have all these young players coming up, who is a better influence than the guy that treats every game like it's opening day? Nobody. If I'm the Cubs and I know he loved playing in Wrigley and loved his time in Chicago and I have a boatload of money to spend and I've got a young core that's going to be shaping the next uh, few years soon enough and I want to make my fans happy, I'm signing Nick Castellanos, no problem. I might even overpay for him a little bit because who cares? You have that much money to spend and he's just going to help you. All those young guys coming up, they're going to learn under that guy. That influence cannot be understated. Nick Cassianos, by every measure, seems to be an awesome person. He gives back to the fans. Great guy. Great guy with the right attitude. Him, Wilson Contreras, along with Wisdom, and a few of these other dudes could form a nice core again. Nico, Nick Madrigal, right? There's some pieces there. The offense has shown signs of life. Like in the month of August, they were like the seventh-ranked offense in the National League. So 7 out of 15, that's saying something. You had two big bats. Cassianos and another big bat, preferably a lefty, because you do need that balance. Throw that in there, and all of a sudden, you're competing in that now central again, offensively. Pitching-wise, you need a top-end guy, a one or a two, and then a, a, a solid three to two. I don't want any fours or fives. I mean, by a solid th- two, three. You want a, a one, two, and a two, three. Two of those to go with Hendricks and Adbert. And then the number five spot, you let Steele, Thompson, and Mills compete. Whoever wins it, congratulations to them. Whoever loses goes into their bullpen. It makes a stronger bullpen. Tell me everything I just said cannot lead to a very successful 2022. That's what I want. That's really what I want. Now, as far as I go, um, and again, I can't thank you guys enough. I can't thank Locked On enough. They took a chance on me, and I've been very grateful, and I hope they enjoyed having me. You know, I know we had that one little thing where I had to apologize because White Sox Twitter's full of a bunch of stupid idiots. Yeah, I get to say that now. <laughs> Love it. Morons don't know when someone's quoting someone else and you take it seriously. Oh, we're the blue collar tough guy fan base. Really? Really? Are you? I've never seen anyone cry harder in my entire life. What a joke. So now I'm going to take these next few minutes to be positive, though. Uh, the numbers were better with me as the host. And, um, and I didn't enjoy it. I think Lockdown is a well-oiled machine. They're so impressive with what they do. The behind-the-scenes stuff is great. All that kind of stuff. Um, it's just right now at this stage of my life, it it's it, I can't do a five-day-a-week podcast. I've got a son I now have to wake up for every day at 6.30. Games go late. I'm now getting booked every, almost every night now again, which is what it was pre-pandemic. And it's what I am. I'm a stamp comedian. If you guys truly want to support me and you like what I do, subscribe to my YouTube channel. Follow me on social media platforms like Instagram and TikTok, as well as Twitter, of course, and and be on the lookout. Um, I don't know if I'm even legally allowed to start. I think there might be a, a thing where I can't do another podcast just yet, but um, I have a Patreon and I'll be talking Cubs on there uh, for very cheap. If you want to support me, that'd be really appreciated. Uh, but of course, su- su- subscribe to Lockdown Cubs. Lockdown Cubs will 
continue to grow and continue and the whole lockdown network is wildly impressive the youtube channels they've been starting if you're a bears fan lockdown bears is great lockdown bulls lockdown blackhawks lockdown white Sox. i know i give white Sox fans a hard time i've got a lot of great friends who are white Sox fans herb lawrence and chris Tannehill are amazing at what they do you, you want to follow them okay um but yeah this has been an absolute ride of a time i love the cubs i'll continue to root for them as always i appreciate all you guys have done for supporting me and supporting the podcast. It's been a heck of a year, 2021. It was a year that in a lot of ways we got live baseball again, live in the sense that us fans got to go attend it after 2020, not having the season. So I was very grateful for that. We had the highs of May and early June. We had the lows of April and the rest of the season. We've seen glimmers of hope with guys like Patrick wisdom and Frank Schwindel and Rafi hot sauce Ortega and we've said goodbye. It's been a year of goodbyes in a lot of ways. We said goodbye to newcomers like Jock Peterson and Andrew Chafin, who we love, the sheriff. Remember those good times with that mustache? Surprise guys like Ryan Tapera, Craig Kimbrell finding his Hall of Fame form again and saying goodbye to him, shipping him over to the White Sox. We got to say goodbye to the three biggest players in franchise history, really, in a lot of ways, uh, at least of you know, the modern era uh, being like the last 25 years, as far as impact goes and memories, Anthony Rizzo, a guy who twice finished in the top five in MVP in 2015 and 2016, a gold glover, a platinum gold glover, meaning the best glove in all of baseball, silver slugger winner, a guy who caught the final out in game 16, the captain, Anthony Rizzo put a C on his chest, a man who's given so much to local charities and Lurie's children's hospital in Chicago and I've had the pleasure of performing with. Um, I hosted his charity event back in 2020 and performed in 2018. A great, great human being who I wish nothing but success wherever he may end up in the future. Chris Bryant, an MVP, a rookie of the year, a player that announced here's a franchise player, a guy that we, homegrown guy we had, four-time All-Star, made that final play. As the ball gathered in his glove, a little smile let out of his face as it sailed across a little high to Anthony Rizzo as Bryant's back foot slipped. But as soon as that ball was caught, he was on his feet, ready to celebrate with his teammates. Javi Baez, El Mago, a guy who baffled us consistently. Every time we thought, oh, we've seen him do it all, he would still pull another trick out of his back pocket. From the slides and the tags, who knew? Who knew the phrase, this guy's a great tagger, would enter the Cubs fans' lexicon, the baseball fans' lexicon. No one ever said that before. I never heard anyone in my life until Javi Baez came around where someone said he is an exceptional tagger. He's great at, like, think about that. His amazing clutch hits in the 2015, started in 2015 with a three-run home run against the Cardinals. Then it carried on. The home run into the basket in game one of the NLDS. The game-winning hit in game four of the NLDS. All the amazing plays, sliding one way, diving the other way. Truly a magician out there. He has moved on as well. His MVP runner-up season in 2018, the way he would steal base, and just the swagger, bat flips, yelling at the opposing pitcher. All had to say goodbye to in 2021. And I know it sounds depressing, but there's always a light at the end of the tunnel. We Cubs fans have to know that. We've seen it before. They'll bounce back. This doesn't need to be a thing where we go back to those old lovable loser ways. And I encourage you not to fall for the trap. 
don't fall victim to the whole same old Cubs because it hasn't been. It's been seven years of competitive baseball on Chicago's north side at beautiful Wrigley Field. And those that could continue again. As fans, we have to hold our ownership accountable. We have to continue to show that we're the best fans, but we are not to be taken advantage of because the best fans don't let anyone walk all over them. If we're going to pay the highest ticket price in baseball, we gladly will because we're fortunate enough to live in the city of Chicago and go to a cathedral as often as we do. And fans around the country, you're taking airflare. You're, you're throwing your kids into the minivan. You deserve better too for when you make your trek out to the Mecca that is Wrigley Field. So I implore all of you to continue to hold ownership's feet to the fire. It might be hard to imagine a year in which you don't visit the friendly confines, but in the long term, it'll be worth it for when they start treating us with respect again. I believe them when they say they want to put a winner back out there. I really do. But after these last few off seasons, they need to prove it. And I hope they know that it comes from a place of love for the longest time. We had a little brother mentality, but now we are the big brother, big sister. We're the older sibling. Okay. All right. I think that's going to be it for me, everybody. It's been an absolute blast. By the way, I didn't write any of that. I think that was pretty good. It's almost like Captain America a little bit. You know, you just said something. You're like, you had to have written that in advance. Not me. Just said it. Just said it. The good times will be here again. I know that Cubs fans, you take care of yourselves, everybody. Take care of each other and be good to one another. And as always, go Cubs. Locked on bets, everybody. Betting on the NBA, MLB, or NFL doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favored picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasts.